Hi everybody, this is the Fish and Grits Podcast.
Hi, everybody. What's up? What's up? This is the Fish and Grits podcast with King A and Dia. That's gonna call you Dia for some reason. I'm sorry. Um, not much happened this week or really last week. <laughs> More so last week. Not to me. I mean, of course, the standout is the memorial. Um, mm-hmm. and we had some celeb deaths, and there's some other stuff that I'm not really aware about that you're gonna educate me on, but. It's not, not much happened. It was kind of yeah. a slow week. Um, but last Monday, it was the Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant Memorial at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was two hours. I didn't, I didn't watch, watch it. it. I didn't watch it either. I know like California is three hours behind us. Mm-hmm. So it was still probably like the morning time when the memorial came on, but it was. The I know I was at work. Here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I probably had work. just got off work, but I did see some of the speeches online, and it was just really sad. I was mm-hmm. in. A, I was crying. Um, what was, was you crying? Because it was made hard you cry? listening to that speech she made talking about oh, her Vanessa. daughter, and then when she got to the part where she was like, you know, I never get to see you go to prom, and I never get to see you get married, and I never get to see you have your first father daughter dance. And yeah. this, she was this, this first ten minutes was just basically about her daughter. She hadn't even got to Kobe yet, and I was just like, "Man, it's just really sad." That I think the most this woman lost her child. I think the most beautiful thing that I heard her say was, "God knew that you two mm-hmm. could not be here without one another, and that's why He took y'all both at the same time." I was mm-hmm. like, "God damn it!" I was trying not to cry at work. I was like, "Woo." This is not work appropriate at all. Cause somebody was like, "Oh, did you see that Beyonce saying at the uh at the memorial?" I was like, "What song could Beyonce possibly sing at uh <laughs> at the memorial service?" And it was like one of his favorite songs, EXO. I said, "What?" It just threw me off. I was like, "Hmm, what's odd about EXO is this one song that I skipped when it pops on. I don't know why." And she did Halo. Well, yeah, I heard she did. Have, I haven't seen it, the performance, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was sad and how she was saying, you know, you take care of Gigi and I got uh, Capri, Bianca, and Natalia. And I'm like, man, that's a strong ass woman because she didn't have yeah. to go up there. She did. I personally probably wouldn't have went up there because I'd still be grieving, but she literally didn't have to give strength. us nothing. She didn't have to do anything. She didn't have to make an Instagram post when it happened. She didn't even have to do this memorial service. Like, like she didn't have to do anything, and I'm trying to think when Nipsey Hussle passed away, did Lauren speak at his yeah, memorial? She, yeah, she got up there because she was like, um, um, I love you. Um, mm-hmm. she said, I love you, something, 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 and the marathon continues. And she said it's so gangster, like, yeah. You can do nothing but respect it. But yeah, she got up there and spoke. And then she posted after he died too because she posted a picture of him. Yeah, and she was just like, I have no words. Strong. Yeah, she's still grieving too because all she do now is post about Nip. Like, yeah. that's it. Everything they tried to him, say that her and Diddy were dating. They try to say a lot of things. And that, yeah. I'm, I really wish I would let this woman heal in peace without making up stupid rumors. Yeah. Just it's going to be a minute before she... She'll never get over it, but it's going to be a minute before she ever get back to, like, herself, because not only were they in love, I didn't, you know, they were married, and they had a child together. They were young. Yeah, so. I remember, like, what, I I watched, um, the GQ interview or something, some interview they had. Oh, yeah, when they did the, um, the couple question thing? Yeah, but it was another interview that they did together, and she said, like, sometimes, Nip would just wake up and be like, hey, you want to go ride a roller coaster today? And then she'd be like, yeah. And then, like, they'll end up, like, at a whole theme park. But, like, the night before, you would have never thought half of the stuff that they'll end up doing today. He'll wake up and be like, hey, you want to go do this today? <laughs> I was like, that's cute. It's a little depressing, though. Yeah. But, yeah, the Royal, I think it was kind of cool to see Michael Jordan add some humor. To like you know everybody's sadness and grieving by bringing up his crime memes. 
And he was all like, I just hope that I don't become another crime being. And I'm like, I think at this point in time, we should reserve making this moment right here a meme. I have a what? question. Did you hear this? I don't know if this is a rumor, if this is an actual article, but that when they found their bodies that Kobe was like clutching Gianna. I did not hear that. I've heard this okay. twice. How do they even know that? But I'm like, like I'm I'm never, who is sharing these I've details? Never, if it is true. I've never seen this article. Like, I don't know. Is this a rumor if this Probably is true? Because I've never read or seen anything like that. But... It's probably um, a rumor. I was just wondering if you if you had because I thought it was just but... remains. Like I, we don't have to go into the details of it. But yeah, I didn't hear that part. I don't know what it is. I don't, I didn't even know it was remains. I didn't know if it they was just like... said they kept they just kept saying remains. But like I guess it could be a lot of things. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and also following that, we found out that she's going to sue the helicopter mm-hmm. company. Because the um, helicopter should have never flown that day. Yeah, like the pilot kind of found out the pilot already had a violation against him for flying other similar, similar, uh, similar weather conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he didn't do the pre-flight check, I think, what? to kind of like assess the weather. Like he was just making a lot of dumb mistakes that probably could have led to this being avoided. Yeah. So. Um, there, there's no amount for what she's suing for, and I don't even think it's about the money. I think it's just about making an example so that this doesn't happen to another family because, because yeah. um, it impacted so many families, right? And somebody else got up there and spoke about how, um, he was the last person to text Kobe, and Kobe was trying to get some type of internship for the daughter of the Albertelli mm-hmm. family. I, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Um, and he was like, listen, he knew, like, the, he had heard about the accident. And so I'm Dang. just like, even in his last trying moments, he was still trying to do some good. And it's just really uh, sad. But I think they are going to give her that internship. So that's really mm-hmm. dope. Um, I know um, Christina, Christina Milian, what the hell? Christina Aguilera performed. Yeah. Um, she sang Ave Maria. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys did not sing, thank oh, God, and she just played Alicia the piano. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to hear her sing. Damn. She just, she played Moonlight Sonata, which I think was one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that was all the performances. It was hella crowded in there. Like, I saw so many different people, because they kept, you know, pointing the camera out. I know Shaq also talked mm-hmm. as well, and they said he added some comedy or a little bit of humor as well. Um, but a lot of people were questioning two things. One, where LeBron James was, because if he was there, the camera didn't pan on him, but mm-hmm. um, people seem to think that he did. He wasn't there. He was probably um, there. They like to say that Kobe Bryant's parents didn't even show up. They was there. Yeah, but that was, and that, that kind of brings me to the next point. That they kind of feel like, well, we, we've heard from like, you know, mostly his wife, but like, where are his parents and his siblings at? They grieve, you know, bro. as far as like them getting up and speaking. So, everybody ain't able. Um, everybody grieves differently. That's true. We'll never know. Just rest in peace. Yeah. Just rest in peace to Gigi and Kobe and the Albertelli family and um, the pilot. And the mother daughter duo on there. I think their last name was Chapman. Mm-hmm. And then the coach. Just rest in peace to all of them. Yeah. Um, and prayers for their families because it's gonna be hard for holidays. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard for Father's Day birthdays. coming up. Birthdays. That baby finna turn one wow. this year, and the that and Kobe won't be here for that. So I just rest in peace yeah. to them and prayers because. They gonna need all the prayer and strength and love they can get. Cause even just watching her try to even start talking, how she was just kind of like, okay, like trying to breathe and like, yeah, push them tears back in for a little bit. Cause I could just tell it was hard, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know Mondays aren't the best, so that wasn't the best way to start the week off. But 
um, I, I I understand why they did it on their day because of their uh, numbers, jersey yeah. numbers. So it is what it is. Um, and just keeping on the line of death, uh, we lost like three people last mm-hmm. week. Actually, I think one of them died the week before. I don't think Janet Dubois died last week. I think she died a week before that. But Janet Dubois, Janae, is it Janet, Janet mm-hmm. or Janae? Because it looks I like it was Janet. J- but I keep hearing people say Janae. Okay. Well, Janae Dubois, who uh, was a character on mm-hmm. Good Times. I've never seen the episode really? of Good Times, so please forgive me. Never. Never. I think she was Penny's mama. No, no. she wasn't. She took care of Penny uh, after Penny's mama, you know, either... I don't know because I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to get the pot wrong. But I just know she ended up, she ended up taking Penny in. And I know Penny, who was Janet Jackson, um, her mom was abusing her. But I think she was the neighbor. I think her name was Willa Nova or Willa, Willa something. I feel so shitty because I've never seen this show before, and I'm fucking up the characters' names, and I'm probably fucking up. Well, maybe you should watch it now. It still comes on. I mean, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. And she also sang the theme song for the Jeffersons. Mm. I've seen episodes of the Jeffersons. You seen that, right? I know who's in. Well, I can't moving on say for sure I've seen. But she sang the Good theme song for it. Um, so she passed away at seventy four. Um, I think they she passed away in her mm. sleep. They haven't really put out what exactly she died from, but she passed That's away. A at peaceful 74. way to go. Still pretty young. Yeah. Peace for you, but still pretty young. So rest in peace to her. And then we also had um, Esther Scott, mm-hmm. who was also an actress. And now that I'm thinking about her, I remember like her being in movies like You Got Served. And I didn't know that she was in um, Birth of a Nation because I've never seen that movie to mm-hmm. this day. Um, but I guess her star wasn't as big um, as maybe like a... a a, a Janae Dubois mm-hmm. <laughs> or Janae Dubois. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I want to call her Dubois. Um, but, you know, she was in, she had her roles here or there. And I feel like you may not know her by name, but you would know her by face if you saw a picture mm-hmm. of her. Um, so she passed away, I think, from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And I, why do I feel like she was in her 60s? Mm-hmm. I feel like she was 66. I think that she was 66. But, Rest in peace to her. Um, and then we also had um, Catherine Johnson, right? Yes. Okay. One of the human and, computers from NASA. Right. You um, might remember uh, the, the movie Hidden Figures mm-hmm. with Taraj P. Henson, Janelle Monet, and Octavia Spencer. Taraj P. Henson played her in the movie. Yeah. Um, she was like a hundred and, and she, she was a hundred and something. I know she was. She lived a long yeah. ass time. Yeah, she's seen some things. Okay. Yeah, but that's a that's a blessing to be able to live that long. That long. Yeah, she's seen so much. Yeah, seen and experienced yeah. so much. Um, but. Yeah, she recently passed away. Did they? Do you remember when she passed away? No, I don't. It could have just been old age, but um, like Destiny said, she. I'm, I'm not supposed to say your name anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like uh, like she said, she was a, a human computer. She helped coordinate um, the landing for uh. I can't even think of the man's name. What was the man named John? I just I remember his first name was John. But yeah, she helped coordinate the landing when they came back from the orbit from outer space. She was, they had a computer at the time, but she was more accurate than the computer. Because black women are amazing. Just we are. We just amazing. Like, black people are amazing. Black minds, black bodies, yeah. everything about us is amazing. Don't you forget it. Don't you motherfucking forget it. But yes, rest in peace to those beautiful, lovely women. Um, 
they said people die in threes and that's really yeah. weird that like they die back to back to back like that um but yeah rest in peace to them um was there anything else Mm-mm. i actually just saw something about honey pot i still don't know what it is but i saw yeah somebody holding something with honey pot on it so mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to save it for now if you want to talk about that because i don't know anything about we can it. go into it now so honey pot <laughs> we had something else i'm sorry do we no i was saying go ahead oh so Honey Pie is a black-owned female hygiene line. So like, you know, it's a mean hygiene product. So tampons, pads, stuff like that. And it's like all natural, like 100% cotton, stuff like that. And it's sold in Target. And like, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but like Target definitely supports a lot of minority-owned businesses. Like they do. Like they make a point to do that as well. So, like, recently a commercial came out um, for Target, and she is just going behind the scenes, talking about how, like, how important Honey Pot is to her, how much Target helped her with the package design, getting into the store, sales, all that type of stuff. And then, like, her last sentence in a commercial, she basically says, I want Honey Pot to be successful so the next Black girl that has a great idea can do it because she said it was so hard for her in the beginning that's literally all she said about black girls i just want to make sure that the next time a black girl has a great idea she can achieve it bam that's it all right so the white walkers came out the female white walkers was not having it they got on target they got on different um like reviews and was just saying this is racist um how is it that we support like you know how can target support a brand that only wants to target young black girls why can't all young girls be uplifted and empowered like really that was really running the fuck out and like even so much so like they were lying about like using the products talking about some i tried this hair product and it didn't work yeah i tried it too on my skin and it was just horrible first of all Y'all unconscious bias jumped the fuck out because y'all saw a black woman that has a brand in Target and y'all immediately thought that, oh, it has to be a hair care brand as if we can't come up with nothing else. Check yourself in your unconscious bias. Another thing is, this is just an example of how the feminist movement was never for us when it was created in the beginning. It is literally only for the white woman's agenda. How is it that you calling yourself a feminist and you would rather tear down another woman? All because she didn't mention your little mediocre kids. Like, really? Really? So that happened. So then the, like, the reaction to that was a lot of people just started, like, going and buying Honey Pot or, like, leaving good reviews to, like, you know, offset some of the negativism that, like, has happened. And, like, since then or since yesterday, the owner came out and said that she sent she's seen a fifty percent increase in sales just based on yeah. yesterday. So like everybody rallied like around her and like tried to say like this is what y'all not gonna do. But I just think that's so crazy that white women really grabbed onto that and called it racist all because she said that she just wanted another black girl to be successful. Like literally, that was it. She never said to my my brand is only for black women. I only want black girls to use it. It's created only for them. She never came out and said that. They just so annoying. Like literally so annoying. Always screaming about what about me? What about me? Selfish. What about me? <laughs> what about how I feel? Okay, if you wait. You should finish it down. Like White Walker. What about the you should finish it. Uh, fuck them white walkers. Girl, they made me so mad. I, I was like, fuck. what the hell is wrong? I was like, y'all are literally dumb. All of y'all are like idiotic. Uh, like, all of y'all are just dumb. Even that's like, what I don't have nothing else to contribute to just say, fuck them, fuck them, like, fuck Everybody that was leaving the review, I was like, y'all are dumb. And y'all are, y'all are like, it's something wrong with y'all. And this, this racism just jumped out. Woo! It just came all the way out. And then your unconscious bias came out too. So like, y'all really got a lot of work. On y'all sales. Yeah, they just a bunch of pick me bitches. 
Like, pick me, pick me. Everything has to be about me, 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 me. As me. If it does everything not. else is not already about you. Y'all have so many things. When I read this, I literally said, we can never have anything. Black girls rock. It's an issue. Because <laughs> I remember when they were upset about that. Oh God, can't have nothing. What about y'all would be upset if we had a white girls rock? And what about all y'all can't even rock? <laughs> like, oh, shut up. But yeah, that upset my nerve. I was like, I gotta talk about this because y'all, oof. Okay, next. What else you want to talk about? It's upset my nerve again. Uh, it's upsetting me and my homegirl because we feel like, damn, if you can't go you to bed, no honey pot. <laughs> Where the hell could you go? That's funny. Um, you want to talk about Megan and her contract, and I am completely ignorant to what is going Girl. on. Girl, I keep hearing about it, but I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I was when this happened. Girl, I'm lost. So, Megan Thee Stallion, aka Vibranium Leaves, built a Fort Tuff, came out on her Instagram live story and basically said that, um. The label that she signed to, I think it's called 1051 or something like that. Yeah, Evelyn Lozada's husband. Baby daddy. I'm sorry. Baby, baby daddy. daddy. Oh, yeah. She's never been married, so let's Okay, her, her ex her fiance. What do you want to call these men? What's the name? She's never been married. Carl, His name is Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford. I can't say Carl Fuck for yeah, no bitch. She's never been married. We're not going to give her a title. She never had. Why can't I say Carl? Carl. 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 Crawford. Anywho, Cece. So Cece was really in his feelings. Um, I'm guessing after Megan Thee Stallion signed with a management team known as Rock Nation. So her management is now under Rock Nation. So I'm guessing that after that whole little shindig went down, she got some new lawyers. Obviously, new management means you now get the lawyers from Rock Nation. And we know they coming with it. So I guess they reviewed her contract or whatever and as of now, 1051 is withholding her from releasing new music. Um, mm. She said that she read the contract when she was 20 years old, but of course there were some things in there that she did not understand. Um, they gave her a $10,000 advance when she signed to the label. And the way that her contract is set up, it's a 60-40 split. So 1051 gets 60% of all of her earnings from like her recordings, royalties, tours, all that mm. type of stuff. Megan gets 40%. And on top of that 40%, she is responsible for paying producers, engineers, sound mixers, all that type of stuff for like all of her music. And this stuff can really add up. So she ain't making no money. All in all, I think they say last year Megan the Stallion brought in $7.1 million to 1051. And she probably wasn't getting but what? And she only saw 25000 of it. Oh my God, that is so that bad. is extremely sad. So I think today came out that she's she's suing them um for one million, I think in like damages or something like that. And she also got a temporary restraining order order filed against them. So now she's able to re- release the music that she has. Um, I also just want to let y'all know that all y'all on Twitter that became entertainment lawyers overnight and y'all went to like school and stuff for reading contracts for rappers how y'all gonna tell somebody what she should have did or what she should have read or anything like that and like I'm starting to notice a trend because Khalees came out not too long ago and Mm -hmm. was talking about how the Neptunes got over on her and how their deal was supposed to be a 33-33-33 split it was supposed to be split between the three of them and it and it never went down that way. And then you gotta just look at how like a lot of women are being treated within the music industry. Like uh, it's a lot of people that are in shitty deals with their record labels. And it's just like, why are y'all ganging up on this girl so hard? Like people are saying stuff like, "You in college, but you don't know how to read your contract," or "You all worried about being in his bag? I guess he was in your bag too." Like, just saying stuff like that, like, come on, y'all. It's really sad. And, like, nobody acts Why? for anything. Like, but everybody was going in on like, Twitter. Like, they just knew what the hell the contract said and what it was supposed to do and all this type of stuff and what she should have did. Why do, why do we act like 
we don't all blindly just sign up for shit or agree to terms right. and stuff when we sign up for like websites mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause Ollie, we don't read the mm-hmm. fine print on none of that shit. So it's just like, what's so different about us compared to her? Like, because all y'all, they the got, thing is, she didn't read it. She, she just said she read it. So she didn't understand yeah, something. She just did, and she just signed it anyway. She probably didn't think much of it. And you have um, to think she's young. This is a record label. Like somebody you think is seeing you for who you are and your talent. Like you don't necessarily think that they just gonna get over on you like that. I don't know where I was when this happened, but. It's fucked up, man. You know, I, me and my brother was just talking about you the other day. How I wanted you to step it up on the music front, and maybe this is the reason why you haven't been releasing the music. I know you can make because I love making it this. I really do, but I'm just I'm getting a little bored with her and the type of music she's putting out. Mm. I want Tina Snowback. I want her to be snapping the way she snapped these freestyles, and this could very well be the reason why. It's because they stopping her from releasing the music. So I hope she win the lawsuit. I hope she get out from under their thumb. And I hope so too. I don't know. I just. And people are it's like. It's a good lesson yeah, Like they were saying it. Because she tried to re- renegotiate her contract. And they was like, nah, we're not renegotiating. Wow. You know, a piece of shit. Right. Record label exec with his piece of shit baby mama. Now it makes so much sense. Now it makes so much sense. Like y'all was perfect for each other. Cause you're a piece of shit. She's a piece of shit. You really going in on you two pieces of shit together? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna never not put my foot on that bitch neck. <laughs> fuck her and fuck him in all days and all ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Free my bitch neck. <laughs> um, I just want to say before we wrap this up that Disney Plus announced that they're bringing back. The proud family. What? I'm watching this time. You and me, I was me. Girl, we don't. Uh, what? What you about to say? Sure, say it, because sure. you was about to get real disrespectful. Yeah. What was you about to say? You'll watch it this time? I didn't. Where the f were you years ago when it first came I out? didn't watch Disney Channel. I wasn't rocking with <clears throat> Disney Channel like that. It don't matter. It was a black cartoon. So you didn't watch That's So Raven either? Some of it, but it wasn't funny to me, so I didn't really watch it. Girl, get off of... I'm going to call you tomorrow. Bye. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Because you will not disrespect me <laughs> on this lovely you acting like Tuesday you is Raven Simone in the show. Raven was my bitch. Penny proud. I'm cute and I'm loud. And I got it going on. Is that what she used to say on the show? Okay, I'm going to shut up. She said it in one episode, no. but she, you wouldn't know that because you didn't watch it. Mm. Take her black card, please. Ooh. Revoke that Really? Bitch. You going to revoke my black card because I didn't watch The Proud Family? Yes. Mm. Seems accurate. What else was you watching other than The Proud Family? And that's I really right? don't know, but I know it wasn't that. I know it wasn't that. And the fact that you can't even name anything off the top of your head. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Anyways, I'm so glad they're bringing it back. They put out a little still picture of, like, the family. And the little kids have grown up a little bit. You kind of don't... They don't look the same. BB certainly don't look the same. Um, I think BB is the boy. Uh, Maybe it's Cece. Cece don't look the same. She got more hair now. Penny looked the same. So I'm trying to figure out what gray she in in this. Mm. But I'm so excited. Disney Plus is like, I'm finna snatch all y'all little coins for the summertime. But it's some stuff going on with the Lizzie McGuire reboot because I think they're trying to make it more adultish. And I think it falls outside of the PG 13 mm. rating. So Hillary Duff is like, I want to put it on Hulu if that's the case. Disney like, Plus. Because I want to give it, I want to give it what it needs. Mm. You know, I want to give it that adult feel. And if 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 we want to tackle themes that are outside of this, you know, PG thirteen realm, then why not just move it to Hulu? Y'all also own Hulu, so why not we just put it there? So that way, everybody wins. And I'm like, I don't know. 
that it's gonna work out. I mean, I didn't think I needed a Lizzie McGuire reboot, but I'm gonna watch it because Hillary Duff is non problematic and she minded her business. Mm. And Lizzie McGuire was the shit. I had the game, so I'm gonna support. But I hope that works out. But back to these black folks. <laughs> the proud family coming back. I'm so excited. How about you educate yourself? And you watch the first right. couple of seasons, and then you can join the movement. But you don't get you don't get to celebrate with us, okay? Because <laughs> you didn't you didn't watch the I first. I can't time. root for so everybody black. I, do, I just can't root for everybody black. What I want you to do, you wasn't with us shooting in the gym. Right. So what I want you to do is I want you to catch up with the watching the past seasons, and I want you to watch the motherfucking movie, and then you can celebrate with us. Don't the movie got them peanut things in there? It sure does. <laughs> Helper, you were helper, helper. Fixing the proud family like that. You were helper, helper, helper. You were helper, helper lips. Helper, 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 helper lips. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the best way to cap off Black History Month. Okay, well that's gonna conclude this. For those who are new, we have a segment called "Welcome to Adulthood" where we just bitch and moan and complain and just give really great <laughs> advice about adulting. Yes. Because it's hard, and we know we are one of many young adults out here just trying to make it, trying to get the bills paid, trying to be responsible, trying to live our best life, Preach. trying to pay off student yes. loans, trying to pay that car note, mm-hmm. trying to practice self care. Hallelujah! <laughs> so we just like to give our own little, you know, advice or our own experiences, mm-hmm. you know, and. I'm going to let Destiny take it away because I don't have anything. Oh, my Welcome to Adulthood. I think it's for anybody who is living in the city by yourself or without, like, you know, family or, like, close friends. So, over the weekend, I was driving home Saturday night. I was actually on the phone with your best friend. And I just noticed that my car started, like, acting weird. And I heard a weird noise. And then I started smelling rubber. And I was like, oh, my God, I think my tire is on flat. So I immediately pulled off the highway. Um, I was able to, thank God, pull into um, a well-lit service station. I was also in a nice neighborhood. Well, let me not say nice neighborhood, but I just feel like I've I've, caught, I've gotten a flat tire in the hood before. And this last time I got a flat tire where, like, immediately when I pulled up, somebody was like, do you need help or something? Are you okay? So, yeah. So at first I called my brother and my brother was like, you know how to change a tire? Okay, question, yes. I may know how to um, change a tire. Do I want to do that right now? No, it is 23 degrees outside right now. I do not want to do this. So I was like, I'm going to just use my insurance because adults have insurance. And I was like, let me use my roadside assistance. And they was like, okay, we're going to come, blah, blah, blah. About 30 minutes later, the tow truck company or the people that's supposed to come help me with the tire going to call me to my son. Oh, we're not allowed on this highway because it's the state law. I said, so what am I supposed to do? He was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Sounds like you SOL. Bye. And hung up the phone. So I called my brother back and I was like, listen, I'm over you right now, but you're going to have to coach me through this via FaceTime. And the entire time he coached me, I found out where to put the jack uh, under my car so I can jack my car up. Uh, I knew how to do all that, but it was just like, I was freaking out and panicking so bad. And it was so cold that I was literally just like over myself. And he was like, you need to warm it up and start and stop acting like a little girl. I was like, first of all, it's easy for you to say because you are inside the confines of your own house. So shut up. So long story short, I was able to change my tire successfully by myself. Um, I put the tire, no, the spare on. I put it on so well that it didn't wobble and didn't do none of the extra stuff. I was able to hit like, you know, 50 miles on the highway on my way home. And I guess my welcome to adulthood is like, y'all, it's just the simple things that I feel like we should teach ourselves how to do just in case like you're in that critical moment where like, you really can't depend on nobody else. Because I thought my insurance had my back. But, like, they really didn't. And, like, everybody that I knew, I guess, from work or, like, people that could have came and helped me, like, 
it was like 11 o'clock, 12 a.m. at night. Like, people were asleep. Like, people was out of town. I was like, oh, my God. Like, why am I struggling so much? But I was able to fix it. Yeah, I got that nice little bill yesterday when I took my car to the shop. And it was around close to $300 just to get a new tire. So, yeah, y'all. Help yourself. That's my welcome to adulthood. Okay. So, we'll be back after this quick break. Welcome back. Um, we are now going to head into the homegrown segment where we talk about events, um, facts, all things Mississippi. Um, you know what? You may want to talk about this lawsuit if you want to. No, it's okay. I don't really know too much about okay. the lawsuit. You know what lawsuit I'm talking about? It's the one with the prison systems and stuff, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. Okay, cool. Well, um... Some of you may or may not know I am a journalist. Right now I'm freelancing uh, while I work a full-time job. But I had the opportunity this past weekend to travel the Mississippi Blues Trail, um, which is basically like a bunch of different markets literally around the entire state. I didn't get to go the entire damn state because it would take days. But basically blues markets across the entire state in different counties and cities that tell the story of like blues in Mississippi. Some might be uh, about different artists who either originated here or are from here. Um, Just little, you know, little stuff like that. And I was in the Delta region. So started in Bentonia and finished out in Greenwood. And it really wasn't a long drive. Like I think I left, at maybe nine o'clock and made it back home around eight and and I wasn't alone I had a photographer with me but you know it was a (laughs) it was a really interesting um trip because I got to go the first stop we made was to this uh juke joint in Bentonia called the Blues Front Cafe and it's literally been open since like the 1950s and the couple who owned it, they passed it on to their son, who's a blues artist named Jimmy Holmes. And like when you walk in there, literally it's like stepping in, stepping back in time. Like nothing about it has changed. It's very small, um, quaint, nice little juke joint. And it's probably one of the oldest ones still around. Mm-hmm. And like when you walk up to it, you see a whole bunch of different people's names and signatures. He's had people from Australia, Nicaragua, Bulgaria, like all over the world come to see this juke joint. And they sign their name, put what date they came, and put what country they're from. And the government, the state, not the government, the state pays him to keep uh, the joint that way because they like how authentic it is and how original it looks. And when I was interviewing him, there was this white woman who literally moved from the Midwest to Mississippi because she likes it in Bentonia so much and she helps him run a juke joint. Mm. So I'm just like, it's funny how I've been here all my life and I don't know about stuff like this, but you got people coming from all over the country, coming all the way to small ass Bentonia, which is like, it's like going to a Jazzy city. It's like, you know where Northwest Jackson is? Mm-hmm. Middle school? I didn't be no it's like going before. up that way. Okay, yeah. So I'm just like, it's so crazy how, like, this is not that far from me, but yeah, I don't know anything about it. And then we went to Yazoo, and then we went to Indianola, which is where B.B. King is from, and we had to come back around uh, because when we got there at first, the person we wanted to talk to wasn't there. But when we came back, we ended up talking to some people there who, like, grew up on Church Street, which is their version of um, Fair Street. It was a a bunch of Black-owned businesses and movie theaters and stores and all that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, now, from what it looked like back in the day or how it was back in the day, it's totally different. And I know James Ward, who is who I talked to, who, like, grew up on that street and remembered it back in his heyday, he would love to revitalize it, but he knows it's going to take a lot of effort from the community and people who really are genuinely care and want to bring it back. It's going to take those type of people to want to do it. And then, you know, B.B. King is from there, so there were some markets there about him. And there was this other juke joint, like maybe two blocks from where we were called Club Ebony. And it was just funny listening to them talk about how back in the day, like on a Saturday or Sunday night, their place used to be popping. 
and like everybody come out in their best dress and they just be partying all night and so many different blues artists like came through there and performed. And then when we got to Greenwood, we basically just learned about Robert Johnson, this very notable blues singer um, who a lot, he wrote a lot of songs. A lot of different artists today are like influenced by him. And I didn't know that Ike Turner was a blues DJ in Greenwood mm. at one of the radio stations we stopped at. Because when she said his name, I'm just like, oh, yeah, Ike Turner. But then I had to think about it. I'm like, you talking about Tina Turner, Ike Turner? Like, I didn't even know he was from Mississippi, let alone that, like, he was here DJing and helping to, like, spread blues around and stuff. And I also didn't know that The Help was filmed in Greenwood. I don't know why I thought it was filmed in, like, The Foundry. Some of it was and, filmed in Foundry. Yeah. But I didn't know that it was majority filmed in Greenwood. Um, but it was a really cool trip. You know, at first I didn't realize how extensive the trail was. I thought we were going to be able to complete it in one whole fucking day. But when I looked at how it was all over the state, I was like, baby, this is about 10 or, 10 or 13 trips because there's just no way you will be able to get through this in a day. So I just decided to do the Delta region because I wanted to cover something outside of Jackson. And they do have blues markets in Jackson. Like we passed one on the way back home Saturday night when I went to drop off the photographer. Mm -hmm. So I would just say if you ever visit Mississippi and you want to learn about blues and how important music is to Mississippi, you should definitely take the trail. I mean, you, you can stay in Jackson or you can venture out and go across some other places. But it's basically my homegrown. Like, I didn't even know we had that. And I didn't know we had, like, the, uh, actually, low-key, I think I do know about the Freedom Trail. I did know about it. But we got the Freedom Trail. Now they they have a country music trail. And I think they're working on a writer's trail. If you ever come here, you should do the Blues Trail. And that's my homegrown. Let's get into TV and music. I'm just going to say this about Doja Cat. Thank you, Juicy Juicy. What about Doja, Doja Cat? Doja Cat, I might have to stand. I might have to stand because... Bro, I said that when Rule came out. That's a, that's a bop right there. Because this Say So song and this video... Like, let's just get into the visuals for a second. Mm -hmm. Not even just the Say So, but just across the board. Nothing ever looks the same. Nothing ever feels the same. It's all original content as far as the videos are concerned. And I know she's not doing this by herself. But the fact that she even, like, just the versatility, even within the music. I didn't even know about the Say So song until I saw the video. And I know it got real popular because people was, like, dancing to it on TikTok. But... What can Doja Cat not do? She can sing. She can rap. She's pretty. I mean, and she low-key sounds like Nicki Minaj, but that's, that's just a totally different thing. Um, I don't want to harp on that too much. Sometimes when she raps, she do kind of sound like her. Mm -hmm. But the aesthetic is original. I just if she come out with one more bop, I might just have to stay in. Because I'm impressed. I'm impressed so far. And I really fuck with the outfits in that video. And I really fuck with that song. So shout out to those. From where we were 10 years ago to where we are now, like, female rap has really come a long way because back then oh, yeah, there was only definitely. one. And now there's, like, so many different artists and they all had their own style. So, yeah. Shout out to Doja Cat. And for the longest, I thought that Doja was just like trolling us, especially with that Moo song. It's mm. still about See, the thing is, I knew about her before the Moo song. I just never knew what she looked like. Because she had a song called No Police. And mm. I really liked that song. But after that, and that was back in like 2016, I want to say. Mm. After, no, that's a lie, 17. After that, I had never heard anything else from her. And at first, I thought she was Asian because of her name, Doja Cat. Next thing I know, this moose shit come out. And then she had this song called T and Tamara. Another song called Go to Town. And she just started blowing. The moose song was a joke, but it was a bop. It was still a bop. It was better than half the shit some of these other artists come out with. So, 
Shout out to Doja Cat. <clears throat> did you want to talk about the episode of This Is Us? I um, knew that I would never like him since he popped on the screen. I was like, it's something about him and I don't like him. Like, I don't. What's his name? I don't even I don't even remember the boy's name. Irrelevant. See, Donnie, do you remember his name? No, I don't, I don't care to. Yeah, Kate's little boyfriend, when they flashback, he's mad annoying, insecure, abusive, controlling. I cannot believe he left that girl outside like this. Is that it? I just want to make sure you get it all out. I'm going to let you go because I was no, got some no, pent no, up no. aggression. No, no, no. I'm just trying to make sure that you got it all out because you, you stopped talking. Yeah, right now you to chime in. We can go um, back and forth. I just want to say throughout the episode, I really just wanted him to get jumped. <laughs> I kept yelling at the TV, beat his ass, beat his ass, jump that nigga. Because he was really frustrating me with how abusive he was towards Kate, knowing she's mm-hmm. already in a fragile state after the death of her dad and her insecurities mm-hmm. with her weight. And here come your bitch ass, you know, your small penis having ass coming up here. And, you know, because whatever issues you got going on at home and because you're not secure in your masculinity, you know, you want to take that shit out on her. This bitch ass motherfucker got upset because when a customer came up and had asked a question about some music, she basically answered the question for him. And he felt like she was trying to make him look bad. No, bitch. She was just doing her job. He made himself look bad. And then, you know what I'm saying? When they're riding up to the cabin, he want her to quit her job because he want to quit the store. And because she don't want to do that, he literally in fucking snowy ass blizzard weather is pressing down on the goddamn pedal going fast as fuck cutting corn, cutting curves and shit and left her on the side of the motherfucking road. And this girl has to walk to right. a goddamn payphone. To call for to call her mama, crying, and then he gonna pull up with a fucking blanket. I would have kicked him in his fucking balls, and then I would have took that blanket, and I would have tried to choke him with it, because you're not gonna leave me on the side of the road, and then come back with a fucking blanket like everything is all good. No, bitch. Right. I would have had a trick for him that night. They wouldn't have found him that night. And he did her like that twice. He left her outside on the side of the road and then he locked her at the house. Like, what a house that he don't even fucking own. And then he dropped the mug. Girl. He dropped the mug that her dad used to drink out of. You know what I would have did? I would have picked up one of them fucking pieces and I would have got to chop, chop, chopping down on his ass. All right. Wow. The visuals. You don't play like that. If I tell you to put the fucking mug down, you put it down. And then you proceed to break it. I would have fucked him up. Come on, so he accidentally dropped it. Maybe. And you you gonna lock me out of my own cabin, a cabin you don't own. You're not even supposed to be here. This is a sacred ass place and you tainted it with your negative evil ass energy. And then when they when you know, when her when her mom showed up and her brother showed up, you know, I was surprised he was even honest about locking her out the house. But then when Kim yeah. was like, nah, let's go outside. I was like, fuck that. Beat this motherfucker ass right here. Jump this nigga. The fuck? If that nigga had said that shit, I would immediately, we would immediately got into it. I don't give a fuck that I'm a female. We finna beat this nigga ass. And my, I dare you to break it up. You stand back and let us be, let us jump this nigga. Because there ain't no way you gonna do that to my sister and think you finna walk up out of here unscathed. If that happened to me, I want you to beat his ass destiny. I would, girl. I don't even you want you to hesitate. Just I want you, Nisha, Ikra, whoever, jump this nigga. <laughs> jump him. Beat his ass. That's the only time I can don't jump it. Jump this nigga. 12 on Come 1. On, I don't care. Come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. Get up, nah, Craig. Fuck that shit. Nah, don't get up. Beat that nigga ass. Because ain't no way. Yeah. I was like, bruh, can somebody please jump him? He was so annoying. I was like, oh, nah, Kevin, annoying. take that ass outside and whoop his ass. And Randall, take your ass on out there too and get the get to squaring up. Fuck that nigga. He's a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. And I felt so bad for Kate because <laughs> I don't know if she didn't know her worth or if it was just like 
she the stuff with her dad, you know, yeah. and she needed somebody to cling on to because Kevin was married and Randall was off in college and they all had their own relationships. So she was kind of like the eye went out. But I was just like, hey, you do not deserve this. You really don't. And you got to stop. And it could have went worse if they hadn't shown up because mama knew. Mama peeped game that he wasn't shit. Mamas always know. They always know. That's why she wasn't comfortable with them going to the cabin. When he came to meet them at the diner, she was peeping game. And she knew when Kay called her, something was wrong. So she went and got her daughter. Mm-hmm. Mamas always fucking know. So fuck that nigga. Fuck him. And then they find, um, was this the same episode with the, uh, with the uh, time capsule? Yeah, that's the same episode. Okay. okay. I low-key almost cried when they played the tape. Mm-hmm. But I didn't cry. But it was sad watching them cry. Um, And when and when they immediately showed the sketch that he was doing, I was like, oh, that's the house that Kevin lived in. Mm. I, I immediately yep. picked it up. I was like, this is the house that Kevin's going to live in in the future. And it makes it so like much sense. It just seemed like he was sense. so drawn to it. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just kind of like, I don't know where I thought that, where that place was. I don't even think it, in, in my mind, I thought, oh, that's the cabin. Or like, that's the property out there where the cabin is. I just think that it's a good way to commemorate their dad and their mom because he was going to make it for them so that when they grew old, they would have a place for like the grandkids and all that. And then, I don't know, like, Kate has her thing in LA. Randall has his thing in Jersey. Or is it Fi- no in Philly? In Philly. Philly. So it makes sense for Kevin to, you know, have I this mean, place. From <laughs> it makes sense for him to have this place near the cabin. And Kevin looked real good as an old man. Mm-hmm, but that's we- a deal. <laughs> that's a but we still deal. haven't seen Kate. Yeah, I don't and know I'm what's getting, up with that. And I'm getting scared. I'm getting nervous. So yep. I'm like, please don't tell me she did. Y'all really about to make me cry, and I don't have time for it. Yeah, please don't tell me she did. I'm like, we finally saw Kevin. I'm like, damn, Kevin look good older. He look better older mm-hmm. than he do now. He look real good. Like, he gonna age really well. You know, white folks age like milk. So I was just like, wow, <laughs> he's aging very well. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I do have a question though. When, mm-hmm. how would you feel if your siblings kept the secret about your mama's health from you and you were the last one to know, even though mama told you, mama told them not to tell you? Like, Kevin, your siblings kept the secret about your mom's health from you, even though she wanted them to not say anything. How would you feel? Well, they do be like that all the time. They do that to me and my older sister because they think that we can't handle nothing. And I just, I mean, I, I guess I can respect it, but I don't, I think I'd be upset like Kevin was, especially if it was far off, like, you know, it was kind of, it's progressing, like, rapidly. Like, and they just kept him out of the loop. But I think he feels so upset about it because he's always been the odd one out. Like, even their previous episode when they showed how, like, Sophie's mom, mm-hmm. like, was so, like, into his a career into his like you know his what he liked and what he was into and like his own family like just was always focused on either Randall or Kate never on what Kevin wanted to do so I think that's why he really is like upset about it it's like some underlining issues in there what about you I can relate uh not relate I could understand why he was upset mm-hmm. um but I also understood the place of Randall and Kate were being like, you know, she was just looking out for his sobriety because the last mm-hmm. time he went off the deep end, it was because of Uncle Nicky, which, yeah. where the fuck is Uncle Nicky? Because we literally haven't seen him since I early last his life together. Um, but I just think she was worried about his sobriety because any little thing could set him off. And yeah. as much as there's like this somewhat of a contentious relationship with Kevin and his mom, it's to his mom at the end of the day. And anything serious as far as health is concerned would scare the fuck out of them because of what they already lost their dad. 
So mm-hmm. she's the only parent they have left. So it's just like, if something is wrong with my mama, I want to be in the loop. But I can understand her side of being like, I don't want y'all to tell him because I don't want his sobriety to be at risk and him stressing out and ended up drinking because he worried about me. And I mean, she didn't even want to tell Kate, I guess, because of the stuff with the baby. But I think she told her because, well, I don't even know why she told her. I don't know what made her decide to tell Kate. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't think, and I honestly think she wouldn't have told none of them if Randall wasn't so perceptive. Yeah. Randall is just. picked up on this shit quick. Quick, you know. But can't pick up on his own stuff and his own triggers. No, I think, I don't want to spoil anything, so go ahead. I just want okay. to shut up because okay. I wouldn't say that he's not aware. I just think he don't think nothing is wrong with his habits. So, I think that's what it is. But anything else you want to add about that episode? No. I think we covered it. Fuck that nigga. Kick him in the balls. <laughs> Stomp that nigga out. You can't even remember his name. He's he's a piece of shit and a piece of nothing. So, nothing from nothing is nothing. So, fuck him. Um, and the last thing is just the Candyman trailer. Candyman. Candyman. All right, nope. Bye. <laughs> I will hang up. I will. Do I have this never seen all right now. I would. I have never seen the first movie. I think I saw the first one, but I was so young that I shouldn't be watching it. I don't even remember it. Well, this movie is not a reboot. It's a sequel to mm-hmm. the first one, and I mean, I have to watch the first one. But they said the the guy, you know, Doctor Manhattan. Um. He was the child that uh, Candyman fed that honey to at the end of the first movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So this is basically a sequel, a follow-up to that movie. And I know the guy who played the original Candyman is supposed to be in it. And, you know, Jordan Peele has a really good knack for taking these songs and flipping them in these trailers and making them scary and just making them work. Because with the Us trailer, he took I Got Five on it and like made that real creepy. And mm-hmm. in this one, he took Destiny Child Say My Name. And I'm like... <sighs> it sounded weird to me. I think it was supposed to because, you know, it's a it's a horror film. But... I know, but like... I don't know. Maybe I got to hear the whole thing. Because it literally was just saying, Say My Name. That's it. So I got to hear the rest of it. Say my name, say my name. When did they come out? It just said coming soon. I'm assuming this is going to be in the summertime. Probably. Or it could be in October. It could be in October. But I mean, normally when he put out the trailers for his movies, they come out a couple of months later. So it could very well be the summertime. But I'm looking forward to it. I do want to watch the first one so I have some context about certain characters or like events. It's scary. It's um, scary, bro. I've been hearing a lot of y'all you say like how scary, scary. I mean, I think it was scary back in the day, but I'm an adult now. I don't think it would scare me because it probably hasn't aged well in the sense of, like, the graphics. So if I watch it now, it would probably be like, okay. But I'm sure if I was little and I was watching this, I'd be like, yeah, I don't need to. I need to sleep with the lamp on tonight. So I'm going to watch it before I watch this one. But did you like the trailer? Are you interested? I'm interested. If, am I gonna go see it? I don't know. That's scary. You're scary, mm-hmm. eh? I, think... I tried to get you to watch a quiet place with me, and you wouldn't even watch that, and that wasn't scary. That was just suspense. Mm-mm. And that movie is so good. Mm-mm. It's not scary. Boom, boom, boom. He made that shit sound scary. But I'm looking forward to the film. Same. Um, hope I actually hope it does come out in the summer so we can have some good not blockbusters but some good summer movies on our hands. Cause you know, <laughs> Black Widow come out in May, and then what else come out? What else is coming out? Mm-mm-mm. That's a good movie. Um, A Quiet Place Part Two coming out this month. We're going to see that. And I can't think of anything else. But yeah, 
Shout out to Jordan Peele for just continuing to, you know, keep us on our toes with the content. Mm-hmm. I need, also need to check out the Amazon show he got about... You did? Or you haven't? I need to. About that group of people killing off Nazis. Yeah. So, my mama started watching it, but I don't know if she finished it. Also, Candyman is directed by a black woman. Oh, even better. I knew it was directed by a woman, but I just didn't know she was black. Mm-hmm. She's black. Uh, Jordan Peele, you know what? He for the culture. He really for the culture. He really for the culture. But that is gonna conclude this episode of the Fish and Grits podcast. Yes, it is. Anything you want to add? Any socials they need to follow us at? Um, they can most definitely hop on over to the old IG and follow us at Fish. In the letter N Grits Podcast. Fish in Grits Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter at fish underscore underscore grits. Um check out the playlist because it will definitely be out this week. And anything else? No, nope, that's it, listen. All right. See y'all later. Toodles.